There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Bradley Trainer has the day off. Paul McGuire Grimes is in the studio with us. And of course, we have our producer extraordinaire, Mike Ganger. Okay, first, before we get started in this, if you had tickets to see Adele the first time around, please give us a call, 651-641-1071, her Las Vegas residency residency that never took off, and they had to redo everything because the day before they canceled it. Yes. We want to talk to you, and we want to know if you're mad at Adele. Once again, 651-641-1071, because she kind of, she's come out with that she's extending her residency tell us about it Paul. yeah so she's currently playing doing a residency at the coliseum at caesar's palace it was a show called weekends with adele i would love to go if anyone wants to give me tickets feel free but she just (laughs) recently announced that she's going to be adding 34 more performances beginning june 16th going through november 4th again Weekends, weekends with Adele. So she's saying that, you know, playing for 4,000 people for 34 dates is not enough and that she's going to be adding more to it. So I think that this run in Caesars has been really successful for her, for the fans. And she's also teasing that the concert is going to be filmed. So if people that can't get to Vegas don't have the money, the luxury that we can see it at some point. Now, I do have one of her concerts on Blu-ray. I think it was the 21 tour. I think it was then. Yeah, because it wasn't 25, it wasn't 30. Um, we've never seen her live. So Are you going to try to get tickets? Please play a small violin for me. Um, I would love <laughs> to go to Vegas um, to see it. Because if we're in Vegas, we could see Adele. I would love to go see Love, the Beatles show. Oh. I think RuPaul still has Queens of the Runway or whatever it was called mm-hmm. in Vegas. I think, you know... It's raining money right now. It's not. Um, so I would love to go. So I'm curious. Are people out there, did you originally have tickets for the show when it was first announced? You know, and then she canceled. Everyone was in an uproar on a Twitter and a t- tizzy. So are you going to rebook now that she's got new dates? You know, Bradley originally was going to go. Mm-hmm. He had tickets to go see her and then had to cancel last minute. So I'm wondering, is he going to be able to refund, reschedule? We'll have to ask him whenever he comes back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I want to be clear about this. And this is a very blonde moment for me, but is, is it only on weekends? 
I'm done. I'm just going to reiterate you the name of the tour. It's called Weekends with Adele. I thought maybe that was Weekends with Gwen Stefani. Not Weekends with Dolly Parton. This is not Tuesdays with Maury. This is Weekends with Adele. You know, she has a couple of albums. All right, I'm called 19, 21, 25, and 30. I know. Hello. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. I thought Mike, maybe. can you save that for the yes, bumper? Is there a tease we oh, could no. do? Okay. Listen, I thought that she might have some album called Weekends. No, that's the weekend. That's the weekend. He wants dated a Hadid. He's doing that show on HBO. No. Her albums are when she, how old she was when she recorded them. I know. 19, 21, 25, and 30. So I don't, I don't have any Adele albums. It's not because I don't how like her. How dare you? <laughs> I have all four of them. Target exclusives. I think I'm spoiled as I was a music DJ for so long that I didn't have to pay for oh, music. Yeah. And it's Columbia House is it's sending so you hard, discs. you guys. Uh, but, um, no, I just didn't know if it was a new, like, her residency was she had a set of I, I, I see can't, what you're saying anyway. no. <laughs> that's it I'm anyway, you a hard time. No. it's always time. been this she just is extending the run it's it's what she was doing I, my guess is that she probably splits her time between oh. Vegas and maybe goes back home to England for a while oh my gosh my guess I don't know I don't know her so I, just I don't was, know her I'm like um, weekends surely she doesn't just do it on the weekends yeah but I she so. all week what does she do Rest her voice. Okay, maybe you would have to. Um, I and maybe the Coliseum has other shows booked. Oh, I remember I'm sure. we saw Bette Midler there in um 2010 mm-hmm. at the end of her run at the Coliseum. Phenomenal concert, second row. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, um, and at the like while she was there, I think Cher was there. I think Elton John had dates. So it's kind of a rotating. Um, place to do a residency for artists. Right, of course it is. And I'm trying to see here what else is playing during the week. If I could find it, feel free to tweet us if you know. Um, Coliseum. <sighs> Looks like Sting's about to kick off uh, his in April. So Sting's going to oh, okay. have the Sting My Songs. And that's going to be... Well, remember, she's not going to start her new residency until June. Oh. So she's got some Sting, time off. Because yeah. I think she actually just finished... The she, one leg of it yesterday. Correct. She's going to oh, take some time off and yes. come back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why we have the story. Mm-hmm. I left you. I left that key detail out. Okay. Well, that's it's fine. It's going to go sting into Rod Stewart and then Garth Brooks for a little bit Ooh. in the end of May and then back into weekends with Adele. And those ones will specifically be just Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> Thank you for okay. that clarification. You're welcome. <laughs> know what it was so do we have also, callers are there anyone that well i know that um one of our listeners did have tickets and they were pretty disappointed that they had to cancel i mean because they had a hotel they had right you know they had um uh, airline, you know, airline yeah so well i mean there's a lot to do in vegas but if you're specifically going for that yeah it's just like oh that is it's disappointing but well, that is very cool. And she is going to be filming a concert as well. Like, this is something we can hopefully watch at home. If we can't get out there. I hope she does Skyfall. That's one of my favorite oh. Adele numbers because she wrote it for the Bond. It was a Bond theme. Mm-hmm. Won an Oscar for it. So I I bet all the hits are going to be in it. You have to get tickets. When do they go on sale? Do we know? Let's see. It doesn't say here, which is um, absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Come on, people. We know, we need to know when they go on sale. 
Um, yeah. If anyone likes to contribute to my GoFundMe, GoFund <laughs> Paul to Adele. April 5th, pre-sale starts. Yes, Mike! Unless you are a Ticketmaster verified fan, then you Absolutely. can register for pre-sale starting April Don. 2nd. You, yes. You are a tic- Ticketmaster verified You have to be. If you fan? want any sort of hope yeah. of getting tickets these days. Oh, really? Oh, yes. How much does it cost? Well, it doesn't, but it's like signing oh. up in advance to then get on their list. Oh. And then you're like... You get the you, Taylor Swift link or the Beyonce yeah, link. And worship then you... the devil and then. <laughs> Ticketmaster, I'm talking about I know, Ticketmaster. yes, but you're right. Like, it's ridiculous Ugh. and the fees are horrible. Ugh. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh, man. Don't well, even get me started. Well, I won't focus on that. That's just the way it goes right now until uh, somebody does something about it. I know we were trying for a while. Um, well, that is very cool. Now. If you were, like you said, uh, that you would see the Beatles Love. Yeah, Beatles Love. Mm-hmm. It's a Cirque show. Yeah. That is all Beatles themed. It's been playing there for years. I think it's still going there. I do know that they recently changed up the show a bit. Because mm-hmm. um, I know an actor that was in it. I don't really know him personally, but I know someone that was in the show. Um, he's not in the show anymore because I think they got rid of his character. But I would love, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so I would love to go and experience it. Yeah. And it, there's always something to do in Vegas. You know, I, we're there not is. gamblers. Me either. Um, Kenny Rogers, I'm not a gambler, so I don't, yeah. like, that's not why I would go. The shows <laughs> I would see, you know. Yeah. Well, I would recommend if you want to go see something fun, if you're into horror. Yes. And you're into ghost hunting. Yes. Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum Ooh. is fantastic. That tour is so fun. He has every haunted item like, uh, except for a couple out there that the owners won't sell, you know, but you go in and they have like Ed Gein's freaking cauldron oh, that he, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. real cauldron and oh. a remake of the barn. And so they, ha- so he's got, I was going to say props, but he has pieces from he has haunted dolls. He has, yes, he has like the it's overwhelming. Mm. You almost are like, I can't believe he has all this. Like just. He's bought everything that there is, and it is worth the ticket. I don't even remember how much we paid. It was maybe $30. And does he... 50 $50? Okay. Does he do, like, ghost hunting? Or is he just a collector mm, of... He's a, he's a collector. Well, you mean him in general? Yeah. Oh, he is the, the star of the Ghost Adventures show. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's, like, probably the most successful. Sorry, Ghost Hunters fans out there. We know you're the original, but Ghost Adventures has been probably the most successful TV show. And he was there when we made a visit, and he was just there working, and he passed through our tour, and he was like, hi, guys, hi. And we're like, oh, my gosh, he's here. Yeah, (laughs) "Yeah, he's here. I would love to visit that. Have I told you my ghost story? Do we have time? Well, not right now, but why don't we do, what are we doing next that we can just Well, we're talking about you. Oh, we have to talk about you. Shrinking. And then... We will. We'll add it to the post shrinking. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, we can fit shrinking somewhere else. Shrinking is a show on uh, what is it on? Apple TV Plus. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, coming next up next, Mike has finished the fourth season of You. He promises no spoilers, but he's going to talk about it coming up next on. Yes, you do. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Hero. Hero Home Services. Got any pesky electrical issues around the house? Well, if you do, I want you to call my friends at Hero. They helped in our home with our electrical system. We had questions about how our electrical system worked. And right now, if you have Hero out to your home to deal with an electrical issue, you're going to get $69 off. That is no small thing. Those savings are just for you, my talkers. So the next time you've got an electrical project or repair, just pick up the phone, call Hero.com and say, hey, 
Bradley sent me. I want my $69. Why? Because, uh, well, frankly, you deserve it. But also because you want the folks at Hero, the pros at Hero, to come out to your home, solve your issue the first time, and then you won't have to have them back out. And by the way, if you've got any other issues around the home, whether it's heating, cooling, plumbing, air ducts, you name it, Hero can help. Call them today. Just head to callhero.com. And don't forget to tell them, Bradley sent you! The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Bradley is uh, out today, and we have Paul McGuire Grimes in the studio with us, and of course, our producer Mike. Now, Mike, you got me watching a show. Yes. And I thought I didn't want to like it, but then I started, and I'm like, I'm obsessed with this, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's about a guy who is sort of an obsessive guy. Sort of. Sort of. (laughs) You know, the sort of obsessive way that you start stalking and murdering people. Yeah, that's very obsessive. Okay, so tell us about you. Did you Uh, just finish the... Fourth season? Yes. Fourth fourth season is out, and we just wrapped it up over the weekend. It was one of those situations where we got to, I think, four episodes left, and uh, we finished it. And I looked over at Sarah. She looked at me, and I was like, we're not sleeping tonight. Like, we have to get through the rest of this tonight. Now, I will say, this is the... And I'm sure, Paul, you can absolutely empathize with this, because this is the type of show where... First off, we'll we'll back even further up. This was a lifetime stalker show. Right. This was on right. Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that. my my girlfriend at the time was like, "Oh, I really like this show. Will you watch it with me?" Season two is almost coming out, and I'm like, "It was a lifetime series. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I don't want to watch this." Is and there a fi- death of a cheerleader at exactly. all? On babysitter? <laughs> I'm just like, what is? It? So yeah. she's like, "No, no, no. Just trust me." So we watched the first few episodes, and like you, Don, I was like, "I don't want to like this," but then I did, and I got into it. Really liked it. Really enjoyed season two, although, and then I started telling people, hey, watch this, watch this. Now, this is the part I think you can uh, empathize with. Then season three rolls around, and it's like, we're just doing that again, huh? Like, we're just going to do that same thing. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling like, oh, my integrity as a recommender to all of these people (laughs) is now going to be damaged because I'm like, I feel terrible that I told someone, yes, take this much time to watch this show. And it wasn't that it was bad. It just was so formulaic, and it felt very, okay, been here, done this before. Really, is this what we're doing? Then season four rolled around, and it was pretty clear they were going to have to either reinvent themselves, Uh or this is definitely going to have to be the end of the show, I hope, because it's got to go somewhere. And they completely reinvented the wheel (gasps) in the the fourth episode, or fourth season, which... I was very, very, very happy with the first half of it. And then the second half rolls around, and then you're like, oh boy, we just leveled up again. And this is by far the absolute best season of this show, and it is not close. And it is very, very good. So I, yes. And there's one more season. They announced it and it'll be over? Yes, they did announce that there will be one more season. I really wish they would have waited like a month or a few weeks to make that announcement, because the end of the fourth season would have hit me a little uh, better if oh, I didn't sure. have that knowledge. Right. Um, so let's just say I was kind of upset about that finding that out literally two days before. Um, so I wish they would have waited a little bit longer, yeah. but it is what it is. That's part of it. And part of doing this job is, you, you know, things. But Dude, I, yeah. so it's no longer on Lifetime. It's on that. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Netflix. Yes. So Netflix picked it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do we think that the... So did they pick it up before season three or season four? They picked it up before season two even, I believe. Oh, okay. I think they kind of... I, I don't remember the Because whole... they did that with Cobra Kai too. Yeah. Cobra Kai was on YouTube, YouTube. Red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Red. Maybe that's the adult version. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <but> then, <laughs> no. No. And then they moved it and then Netflix picked it up before season three and it's been just this juggernaut of a show. Oh, yeah. Which Donna I love. Valentine watches oh, it. I'm like, you watch Cobra so Kai? So great. So great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, wow. Wow. This is this season. Tati Gabrielle by far is the unbelievably best part of it. Oh, she is sensational. She was in Kaleidoscope. She was in Uncharted. Uncharted, Uncharted. exactly. Oh, yes. Okay. And she, um, you'll get introduced to, I believe, in season three, and then. But I will just say she is so so unbelievably good, and it is. Uh, yeah, she's fantastic. So, wow. uh, yeah, just keep watching it, keep enjoying it. If you get to that point in season three where you're a little lolly and you're like, oh boy, I think we've kind of been here before, just power through it, and I promise you the the award will be worth the. Wait, did the I, did you say this or did I hear this somewhere else that the seasons are basically like individual stories? So like, I wouldn't have to watch seasons one and two. I could just go into three or four. Uh, it won't land the same way, especially okay. the second half of season four. It just uh, won't okay. hit the same right. way. So I really, really, really would recommend watching it beforehand. And they're pretty, I mean... They're like nine episodes, though. Yeah, they're the only first... like nine episodes. They're It's heavy, um, just because of the content. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's pretty heavy. And again, but the thing, and I know I think you said this too, Don, it's so weird because you never think going into a show, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to justify and ration, like, understand and get into the mind of this serial killer stalker and oh. be like, oh yeah, I, I see why he did this, or yeah, I get it. And like, why are you it's empathizing amazing. with these people? Like, I, the writing is yeah, great because is. I'm trying to psychologically understand mm-hmm. why, number one, I'm attracted to him. Yeah. <laughs> I never, yeah. But I never thought he was good looking before. But it's because it's in first person. He narrates it. Yes. And so you, it's like you're there with him, just in the sidecar. And yeah. so you hear his thoughts, and you... People are douchey. Like the characters, not that they deserve to be killed. That Mm -hmm. is not, but you kind of understand what annoys him and you get to know him so well that you feel like you're right there with him and you kind of don't want him to make mistakes. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Kind of like Dexter. It's just like that because I also fell in love with Dexter. Wow. Am I okay? And I I will just say this season starts off with a very um, dark, and there's a couple of moments where it's like, oh boy, do we really have to cross that line? I I more of leave it up to the imagination. Like, you don't need to show me the scenes of about that wrong with gore. Lucas Gage. What's that? Are you talking about that scene with Lucas Gage? No. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking that's not, about. I'm talking okay. about more of the serial killer side oh, of things. Where things. we're okay. literally watching, you know, uh, a scene that looks like you'd find at your local butcher shop. And I'm right. like, I don't need to see this. So that, you don't yeah. need to go that far. And they do it sparingly. So they do it. They, it has an impact because they only do it well, once in a season. Mm-hmm. I, and that yes. is the key. And that's the one thing I will give them credit for. They don't do it, you know, over the top. But uh, I, yeah, I really recommend. It. I think it's great. And uh, as far as like jumping in, I wouldn't do that because in this, I know in season two they're bringing back people from season one yeah. that oh, okay. you need to know who they are. Right. Yep. So, okay. and I think they will continue to do that because it's part of his and that's psyche exactly. And that's why the second half of season four hits so much better if you really enjoyed and watched all of the first season. You have to, yeah, you just got to. It's like it's so very good. bingey. When I was on the plane, yeah. um, 
I sat, you know, I had some connecting flights and stuff, and I was always sitting next to a girl in her 20s, and she would look over and go, are you watching you? And then I'm like, don't tell me anything, but they were really, I'm not the demographic, I guess. <laughs> you still look at the streaming numbers, and it's at the top of the list, like, every single week, ever since it, the fourth season yeah. premiered. It's Everyone's watching it, so. Wow. Coming yeah. up next, we're going to talk about the golden age of Hollywood. Yes. In the backlot on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on surveys. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Well, we have to go back to the golden age of Hollywood where gossip was just as big as it is now. Some people tried to keep things a little more quiet, though. Let's go to the back lot. To the back lot, it's time to go. Time to go to the back lot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the back lot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the back lot? We're meeting Bradley and Don in the back lot. Let's go. Yes. Oh my that God. That was super clever. All right, there. Rocco. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to talk about this week. David Niven, who was the star of films like Wuthering Heights, Around the World in 80 Days, Bonjour, Tris. Murder by Death. If if you've (laughs) never seen Murder by Death, highly recommend if you want a good murder mystery comedy, Murder by Death. Yes. Murder by Death, Murder by Death. And Tony, I'm so sorry that I just butchered that French title of that film. Uh, friend, uh, Tony lives in France. She listens to us. She used to live in Minneapolis. So, all right. Um, So if you don't know who he is, uh, he was just very debonair. He also wrote a memoir in 1975 called Bring on the Empty Horses. And he was actually, um, he was a roommate with Errol Flynn, which is like, oh boy. If you know anything about Errol Flynn, he was a ladies man. Yes. Hardcore. He was a ladies man and he had lots of women around him all the time. Um, now, he spills the tea on a bunch of different people in this book, which I'm like, I have to read this. I, I already will admit, added to my Amazon.com wish list. Okay. Yes. yes. Now, even people have said that's one of their be- the best books ever written about Hollywood. Even conservative commentator William F. Buckley Jr. commented that. Um, so it's just sort of like he was there. This isn't somebody who just heard from a friend from a friend who used to work as a costumer. No. He was there. He, he was, lived with Errol Flynn. Went to all the parties. He went to all the was parties. in all the movies. Yes. Oscar winner. You know, he's he has a career. 
there's a bunch of things that he says in this book, including that Humphrey Bogart was a real softy. Mm. Mary Astor was n- pretty good in the sack. Oh. I don't know how he knows that. Uh, Fred Astaire was a terrible dancer in public. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Greta Garbo uh, was a huge fan of skinny dipping, and I think that's not... We probably are like, yeah, of course. Yeah, who didn't back in the day? <laughs> yeah, and then Charlie Chaplin was super boring. Now, apparently, you tell these stories with a lot of grace and panache, so you're kind of like not even aware of what kind of secrets are being revealed. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just a story. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. One of the ones that really struck me was... um his former roommate and frequent co-star, Errol Flynn, he took him one time. He said, I want to show you the best looking girls in L.A. OK, so they got in a car and he drove them down Sunset Boulevard, parking directly across from Hollywood High School. Just High as, school? Yes. Just as the school was letting out. And he said to him, jailbait. Oh, what no. a waste. Now, a policeman came up to the car, approached the car, and asked what exactly they were doing. And Errol Flynn just said, we're admiring the scenery. Oh. Gross. So gross. Now, this gets even worse because Errol Flynn was actually um, tried and acquitted of statutory rape by two women in their early 1940s. Oh, wow. So, back in the day, I think that possibly, I'm not saying he did it. But if you have two women coming forward back in the day, whenever they would believe probably a celebrity over oh, two um, younger girls. People still believe celebrities over two young girls. Yeah, exactly. Very, very Power. true. Um, so, you know, that story involved with that one, it's just not the greatest look for Errol Flynn. I do have a clip here, actually, of David Niven, and he is with Merv Griffin at this point. I also want to sh- put, if you hear another voice in there, it's Actually, Robert Blake is sitting next to them. It's just such a weird interview. I'm going to put it on our uh, on our links page on the website yeah. because it's such a slower pace than what we're used to. Like it's they're not playing it's really weird games. Yeah, and it's like just a conversation, right? That's what talk got, shows were. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Robert Blake who's smoking a cigarette and just asking the dumbest question. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and I looked up when did he, you know. When did the crime happen? It was right. way after this, but you could yeah. just see his arrogance. I'm like, ooh, gross, gross. But anyway, the point is, is that they are talking about how he was roommates with Errol Flynn, and then they discuss that somebody else wrote a book about Errol Flynn mm-hmm. and told secrets about him. And I'm like, you did the same thing. Let's listen to the clip. So you'll get there, <laughs> Steaming feet. You've never no- been known to have lived a quiet early life. That's Merv. And there's no way you could have with uh, Errol Flynn as a roommate. <laughs> no. Uh, I remember meeting him early in my life, and uh, I saw all those fabulous women who surrounded him. I mean, they must have just paraded through that house constantly, didn't they? It was a, a certain amount of action there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, he was a fabulous character. I, I'm horrified that... that well, is there a law... That no. allows people to write Mm-mm. things about the dead when their children are still alive. And, it's shocking. Yeah. I, 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 I have to admit I read that book. And I, most of the time I laughed out loud through the book. Obviously someone just wanting to sell a book mm. and thought, well, where can I get some good subject matter? So I think I'll go after Flynn. He's dead. And then uh, wrote those ridiculous stories. 
Okay. <laughs> so there's a book about Errol Flynn. Oh, that that doesn't, and that's my list, too. <laughs> you know, um, I believe it's called My Wicked, Wicked Ways. Uh, no, that is the autobiography of Errol Flynn. So maybe Beam, I think it might be, no, not that. What is it? Anyway, there's another book about Errol Flynn. Right. Um, well, and I wonder if David Niven thinks that he had more of a, could write more of a book on Errol since he lived with him mm-hmm. than some other biographer that was just writing a fluff piece. Like maybe David Niven thought, I'm telling the truth with my stories about Errol, not some hotshot writer wanting a paycheck. Right. Um, one of the things I love about TikTok, this is, you're thinking, where are you going with this? No, it's fine. But is finding old clips of Merv Griffin or oh, um, sure. old talk shows where they just gab. I love watching old Betty oh, Davis interviews. Johnny great. Carson. It's such a treasure trove of old Hollywood on TikTok. At Paul's movie trip, if you want to follow me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get in his algorithm, people. Please do. Uh, so another thing that I thought was pretty funny is that in this book, um, once again, we're talking about David Niven's book. And... He is an old film star. I talked a lot about the old film stars. Um, there was a party that Carol Lombard, who was a she was a wonderful comedian, and she was really outspoken. Um, she had this white party at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, which goes without saying. No. Um, and she invited everybody showed up in, of course, white gowns, white tuxedos. And then MGM queen Norma Shearer showed up. In a red ball gown. How dare she? she when she walked, I mean, imagine that. When she walked in, everybody gasped. And um, she was also married to uh, a big time Hollywood producer, Irving Thalberg, at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, Carol Lombard stormed across the ballroom and said, Who the F does Norma think she is? The house madam? So that is a fun little story in there as well. Oh, my God, I love that. oh we have all kinds of stories book. about Tyrone Power, oh. who was the original Bad Santa. He, and, um, yep, keep going. Okay. I've, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's okay. Tyrone Power was also the original. Yeah, original someone. Bad Santa. So he yeah. had to, um, he had to dress up as Santa once and he was very nervous about it. So he started drinking. Uh, and then he was terrified to perform in front of the children. He uh, swayed up to Niven's house because it was at Niven's house. And um, unfortunately, David accidentally turned on the sprinklers. And so not only was he drunk, but then he was wet. <laughs> and then Hollywood kids, like the kids of Hollywood performers, like Candace Bergen was one of them, sat on right. his lap. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was drunk and it was just a scene because some kids, as he staggered off, some children were crying and one complained about his breath. <laughs> Another great little story coming from this book. So there's all kinds of the, the last thing he talks about is somebody named Missy and he doesn't say who it is. But once again, this is from the book Bring on the Empty Horses uh, by David Niven and this girl is, uh, he calls her Missy, and it's a studio-created studio star, possessed the most beautiful body in Hollywood, and was referred to as, okay, the boy's erector set. <gasps> was oh it Marilyn? God, it wasn't Marilyn. People are saying and trying to speculate because he recalls that he took care of her a lot um, when she was in the midst of major mental health crises. Um, it was a terrible experience. She was really alone a lot, and people are thinking that it could have been Vivian Lee. Oh, Vivian Lee. 
Yes. Oh, that makes sense. And that's because another actor said that he and Niven spent a torturous time caring for Vivian Lee, who had bipolar disorder, yes. disorder and substance abuse problems, and that her husband, Laurence Olivier, wanted to commit her to the hospital. So there's all that drama as well, but he doesn't name her in the book. But that is just the tip of the iceberg with this book from 1974. Oh, my God. I've got to get it. I know. Uh, this just... makes me just want to go home and watch Turner Classic Movies. It's such know. a treasure trove. Like, it, it, we'll turn it on and we'll get sucked into whatever movie is, is on. Mm-hmm. And because it's no commercials, you get oh. the original thing. You get a Ben Mankiewicz or a David Carger introduction. Sometimes a little post-movie uh, recap. They'll, they'll have a theme tonight. Oh, God, we love Turner Classic it Movies. It is so good. You know, Drew Barrymore once said that she turns on Turner Classic Movies in her home because she doesn't have family. Right. And she, every other, you know, every couple of hours, one of her old I'm family sure. members is on there. And yeah. she feels like, it makes her feel like she I has love her Drew. family with her. I oh. love Drew. I feel like she and I would be friends. But I think that about way about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you would be friends with her as well, Paul. I'd like to think so. <laughs> All righty. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk about blockbuster coming back that is crazy i saw the headline you're going to tell us all about it sure (laughs) we actually don't know a lot but we're going to talk about it and then we're going to talk about your ghost story yes i need your analysis okay all right that's coming up next on my you hear that cruise ship horn in the background you guys hey it's bradley i'm here to tell you about my good friends at your boat club i love being on the water i love a good cruise ship well you can't always go on a cruise but you can rent a boat with your boat club then you can get a membership to your boat club which i'm so excited to tell you about you just show up boat and head home it's literally that easy your boat club has 30 locations in minnesota alone but they've also got locations in wisconsin illinois and a place i'm super excited about florida your boat club is family owned and operated it's not a franchise and they offer the same five-star service across each of their locations now here's the deal they've got annual memberships so if you thought god i'd love to get a boat but i don't want to deal with the hassle and the expense well their memberships are a great alternative they also have daily and multi-boat rentals those are options for something for everyone head to yourboatclub.com today and don't forget to tell them bradley sent you the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 1071 everything entertainment bradley has the day off paul mcguire grimes is in today and one of our most nostalgic things about growing up that we thought would never go away. Video stores. I'm in a crisis right now. You are? Because there's a video store in Robbinsdale called Video Universe that I love. It's the one remaining video store, I believe, here in all of Minnesota. I was going to say. It's amazing. They have everything. It's stunning. But it's closing in May. No! Unless they could find a buyer to buy it. Because the owner just wants, the owner would like to close because it's, not doing great business. So everything that they have there is now on sale. Um, so they're closing out, they're selling out the oh, inventory. No. And I'm like, no, no, I've purchased a few things. I've been in there. I did a story for it on Twin Cities Live. Oh, sure. Uh, a lot of the news stations have, but yeah, so it my just talkers, breaks my heart. Uh, everybody, you know, all of you who live on Lake Minnetonka, buy the store. Please do. We like to call um, on Lake Minnetonka. You, and then, I'll, and then I've got ideas on how you can run it. Um, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> part of like, that's closing. My heart is broken. But what's also interesting is that the other day, 
there's been rumblings about Blockbuster coming back. So Blockbuster, the huge corporation video store that we all know grew up going to. We kind to, of hated them because we liked our mom and pop and they were yes, like the big corporate I, guys. Yes, I worked at a mom and pop for yes. many years, obviously. But Blockbuster, and they were very corporate, yes. But all of a sudden the other day, people noticed that their website, Blockbuster.com, was a back and you've got that vintage logo the blue and yellow logo and it says we are working on rewinding your movie (gasps) what does that mean internet sleuths because if video stores are really going downhill as evidenced by a video universe it's not like you're going to have all these pop-up shop video stores there is actually one video universe left in bent oregon Oh, blockbuster blockbuster yeah. what did i yeah. say video, video universe because that's on my you head. love them <laughs> love them um but there's one blockbuster left actually standing that you can go to in oregon so i don't know if like we're going to be getting more video stores coming back and they're going to try to like booster bolster the the nostalgia trip that people think are going to go back to video stores i would hope so that'd be great but are they going to be then be go back to a DVD rental service like what Netflix does that isn't that successful with anymore? Because everyone just lives in the streaming world, which is why video stores are going away. Uh-huh. So what is Blockbuster going to do? I don't know. And no one knows unless this is just a hoax. Yeah. But I don't know if that is either. This is what's confusing me. Yeah. I think a lot of people are confused. Mike, have you heard anything? You're on I the have forefront not. No. of the beat of, <laughs> of, of, of uh I am, and I've been looking and no, I, I don't know what's going on with this. Because yeah, I thought I heard that it was actually just a joke, but I w- then I would hope I, that it's not a joke. I don't know. Now, let me ask you something. You said you had ideas for how to run okay. that store. So let yeah. me ask you, what should Blockbuster do? Well, I don't know if it's something that Blockbuster could do, but if I were to go and buy Video Universe, I hope someone doesn't steal this idea, but maybe you have to, <laughs> um, is I would actually love to turn it into a 501c3. Make it a nonprofit that is like part education so that people could come learn how to load a projector, load a film oh. camera, like work on like renting out cameras to make your own home movies, watch the classics. Like if you are a film student and don't have never seen these movies where you want to see them, maybe host video movie nights like in the back room, not the back room, but they do have a back room, mm-hmm. but like in another part of that's in a strip mall, mm-hmm. um, have a movie night like, hey, we're doing John Huston night yes. playing a bunch of John Huston movies. Yeah, you know, like so the it, Trilon. Yeah, like the Trilon. Like that, yeah. Exactly. Like I think that there would be a market for some sort of educational. Like, yeah, it could still be a part of it. Could be a business where they are loaning out videos, and part of it could be an educational nonprofit catering toward film students, maybe people at MCAD. You know oh, that absolutely like the people like me that love the physical media, I, and it, it's so great to go there because they have so much. I remember before A Star Is Born came out, the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper one. Ryan and I went there and rented the three other Stars Born so that we could do like oh, this full gosh. marathon wow. of A Star Is Born. And where can you go to do that right now? Because you have to rely on streaming services to have these movies, and, and you don't know where they are. You, oh, it's I the mean, worst. Whenever you have everything at your fingertips, that and when you me. can't find a movie, you go. How come I can't see this? Yeah. It really makes you mad as a spoiled brat like myself. Right. Yes. So-, <laughs> so if you can just go to Video Universe <laughs> yes. and pick up Blue Hawaii because you're in an Elvis mood or yeah. whatever it may be, they will have it. And the experience back in the day, oh. <laughs> uh, I used to work at um, the Video Update. Yeah. And yep. the, you know they were another franchise out there. 
Uh, they also had a back room with beads. Yep. Well, yes. Um, we anyway, had, we had movie- swing doors. Oh, you did saloon yeah, it was, doors. It was saloon doors. It was Big Ten Video in Moundsview. This guy, Jeff, owned it. Oh, um, and I worked there, a 15-year-old. And th- the majority of the business was the back room. My husband oh, is still God. shocked that my mother let me work there at the age of 15. Oh, my gosh. Well, I remember I used to work on Tuesdays. All the movies would come out and people mm-hmm. would like it was a frenzy. Yeah. But then also all video, all new videos came out. So you had the customers that would arrive early in the morning for those. And I just felt so creepy. And they'd want to chat me up about it. And I'm right. like, we're just going to check you out here well, and get like, I don't want to chat with you because I feel like you're thinking about me in the movie. Stories from the video store here, everyone. My talk one seven one. Did you ever have to do late fee calls? Because I would have to do that. Oh, because the late rentals, they would not return their movies. Yeah. And I would have to call. And right. Be, Hi, is Joe Bob there? Yeah. Oh, no. Can I ask calling? Oh, well, this is um Paul from Big Ten Video. He's got some movies that are overdue. Oh, which ones? Oh, well, just let him know he's got two videos checked mm-hmm. out. Okay, bye. No, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I had to. This guy insisted that he didn't have late movies. He was right. standing there with, with his wife. And it was a Friday night. He would not move along. Yes. And uh, so I told him what movies he had yeah. that were he hadn't returned yet. Mm-hmm. And his wife was like, what? And then they... He Got put down like a uh, like a fifty dollar bill and then or whatever two twenties and then left. Anyway, we have to make room for your ghost oh my story, goodness. Paul. Okay, we so, have a couple minutes. You have time? Yes. Okay, it's not that long of a story. Um, I know I can go on, but so I need your ghost expertise hat. Okay, on. I am with Twin Cities Paranormal Society. That's why, in context, why he's asking me. Yes. This question. So picture it. Uh, it's a little Canada, and I moonlight as an actor from time to time. It's been a while, but I was in a production of The Taming of the Shrew. Coming back from the rehearsal or performance, it was very late at night because I had dropped off a, a coaster, another mm-hmm. actor of mine, and I'm driving back home. I was living in Little Canada at the time, and all of a sudden I see this woman in all white floating down the side of the road. What? In Little Canada. And all of a sudden I see her and I freak out. And all of a sudden I come to and I had fallen asleep behind the wheel <gasps> and was about to drive into the person's yard. And this figure, I believe, was there to wake me up, to alert me to then, like, actually drive on the correct side of the road. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow. This would have been 2005. It was after I graduated college, moved back up here. Yeah. Ah, uh, excuse me. Um, and this figure, all in white, floating. It was like a white robe or a white flowy garment. Do you remember which road? I. Uh, it was by a lake, <laughs> not County Road E. It. I. I can almost drive there. I'd have to look up the route again. It's been a while. My memory's terrible. But yes, saw a ghost. That is my ghost story. Oh my gosh. I also believe that spirits do linger around because I swear our daughter and our dog, our previous dog would see spirits, mm-hmm. see something, whether it's Ryan's dad who passed away before our daughter was born, our old dog who was also passed away before oh, yeah, our daughter there. was born, and they see and they react. And I'll say, oh, do you see grandpa? And it's like our daughter will look at a specific direction. And I was like, oh, do you see our dog Channing? And then she'll look in a different direction. And I'm like, wow. well, tell him hello for us. Oh, my God. I do feel like they probably met in the former life, like their souls encountered each other. That's what I like to tell myself. But yes, ghost story in Little Canada. Yeah, if you know of some uh, woman in white walking down the side of the road in Little Canada, if you've seen her. Yeah, please let me know. Oh, my gosh. Please let me know. Give us a call. My gosh, that's 
That is crazy. I mean, have you heard of people like waking up? To, I know you also do an mm-hmm. al- you do dream analysis, but mm-hmm. like, does spirits do ghosts work like that in terms of like like help you alert out, and help you out, alert sure. you? Like a fire, we've had stories like that where they've been woken up, you know, and it's like, oh, something's on fire. Right. But it was a figure standing over them, like shaking them. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I love it so much. Coming up next, we are going to actually announce our $100 winner in the Pick Your Prize contest right at the top of the hour. So stay with us on My Talk 1071.